Hello, my name is Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Welcome to my Built to Thrive podcast. And today, I'm looking at the impact that stress has on our brains and why certain stress-related illnesses, such as dementia, are much more common in women. Now, chronic or severe stress is known to have a negative impact on the brain. It can increase the risk of dementia, in part because of the resulting shrinkage of the hippocampus, which is a part of the brain that is absolutely key for memory. Having good mental hygiene can have a huge influence on our health and can reduce our risk of living with dementia later down the line. Of course, you need to eat well, move more, and drink less alcohol. But keeping stress to a minimum in your life is a biggie. During the pandemic, and of course not in every case, but by and large it was women who bore the brunt of juggling homeschooling and work. And it's often middle-aged women who are burdened with the pressure of holding down a job whilst also looking after their children and potentially caring for elderly parents. Now, as bad timing would have it, a lot of this coincides with the hormonal shifts of perimenopause and menopause, and women's bodies are paying the price. If you've been listening to my Built to Thrive podcast for a while, you'll have heard me talk about the stress hormone cortisol. Now, when you get stressed, your body releases cortisol, and in limited bursts, this isn't a bad thing. It can make us think clearer, it can also give our immune system a boost, but over long periods of time, elevated levels of the stress hormone cortisol can push you further down the road towards obesity, heart disease, depression, high blood pressure, and there's proof that it can also reduce the volume of your brain. Until recently, most of the research in terms of stress's impact on our bodies has actually been on men. But when researchers turned their attention to women's response to stress, they found some really interesting results. The research showed that her stress and his stress differ in several ways, including how they report, how they perceive that stress, and how they cope with it. This is, in part, down to our sex and stress hormones. Estrogen is a sex hormone, and it's known to buffer the effects of stress, reducing the amount of cortisol released. Estrogen is produced by the ovaries in women until they reach the menopause, after which estrogen levels start to drop dramatically. Now, men also have estrogen in their bodies. Part of the testosterone produced by the testicles actually gets converted to estrogen. So men continue to have estrogen and enjoy its protective properties for their brains throughout their lives. And this might help explain why more women than men experience brain diseases such as Alzheimer's after 50 years of age. Because that is typically when women enter menopause and have low estrogen levels. Stress hormones are thought to be one of the main underlying cause of women's and men's differing reactions to stress, and perhaps of women's higher incidence of stress-related illness. When women start to feel stress, not only does cortisol and adrenaline flood their bloodstream like men, but women also get a shot of oxytocin. This is the love hormone that promotes nurturing. Brain scans show that when women are stressed, the part of the brain that's involved with the social and emotional areas go on alert. Men, on the other hand, are wired differently, and when we're stressed, the area of the brain affected is activated and we tend to withdraw. Now, given the serious health consequences of chronic stress, 
All of us, women and men, need to seek out ways to deal with it. If you are listening to this, you're feeling anxious, worried, or stressed, let me share with you a few things that you might want to consider bringing into your daily life to help. I'm a great fan of meditation and breathing exercises. I've found with my patients that when they do them regularly, it makes a big difference in their ability to manage stress. Now, it's always important you find something that works for you, something that appeals to you, but don't make it difficult. If it's meditation, for example, you don't have to do 10 minutes a day, although that would be great. Five minutes would still make a difference. And with some of my patients, they've actually started with just two minutes a day, but it was two minutes every day. Now, a simple breathing technique I've used with my patients for years that I first wrote about in my book, The Four Pillar Plan, is what I call the three, four, five breath. It's really simple. Basically, you breathe in for three, you hold for four, and you breathe out for five. Now, one of those breaths takes around 12 seconds. Five of them will take you a minute. And the remarkable thing is, anytime your out-breath is longer than your in-breath, you help to switch off your body's stress state and promote relaxation. So you can try that a few times, maybe one or two minutes, uh, morning, maybe before lunch, maybe before bed, and see if you can feel a difference. Another tip to manage stress is to learn to say no so that your to-do list is realistic. The reality is if we say yes to too many things, we can very quickly get overloaded, which makes it much more challenging to manage. Another tip that I find useful for myself and with my patients is to stop listening or watching the news. I rarely find it helpful. By its nature, it tends to focus on all the bad things in the world. That then becomes our idea of reality. And for many of us, it makes us anxious. And if you're watching it in the evening, it can often reduce the quality of your sleep. And the final tip I wanna share with you today is movement. Any form of movement helps to burn off the stress that's built up in your body. In fact, on an evolutionary level, when we have stress inside our bodies, it was priming us to move and run away. Yet these days, we're often getting stressed out by our email inbox or our to-do list, and our body is not getting the movement that it wants. So choose a form of movement that you enjoy, that's easy to do, and do it regularly. And don't forget, if you're in a moment of anxiety or stress, even a quick one minute burst of something like jumping jacks or one minute of skipping can really make a big, big difference. Of course, there are many more tips I could share with you about stress. We have covered stress and micro stress doses on the Built to Thrive podcast before, so you can always go back and check out that week. Tomorrow, I'm gonna to show you how the food that we eat can improve our mental fitness, boost our overall moods, and keep our brains as healthy as possible. I'll see you then.